the Adonis audio experience. Welcome, everyone. You are joined by Adonis and Jose Manuel. Jose, brother, what is going on? Hey, brother, how are you? No, I'm just ready to go. Let's do this again. I'm doing pretty good, man. So today is December 3rd. Yes, it and is. And for those in the audience, tomorrow is December 4th. And you know what December 4th is, Jose? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is Jay Z's birthday. birthday. Oh wait, yes, Jay Z's oh, birthday. It was his you, you birthday, birthday first. <laughs> it was his birthday's first. Then I came along. It's also Tyra Banks' birthday. Makes our day look really good. Thirty-one years young, you know. Just, just D- keep grinding. Dude, year happy birthday, man! Happy birthday. And everybody yes. out there, say happy birthday to Jose Manuel. Dude, you know, it's funny. I, I We went through these periods, right? Like when you were young, we used to play ball and shit, right? Yeah. And it's like, I would like dominate you in ball. And I was fortunate enough to not have to play you when you became a man. <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah, it would be a little different now. It would be which, a little different now. Which, you know, I, I still think I got a little bit, you know, I got a little bit left in the tank. But yeah. it's not as sweet as like that, you know, 9, 10, 11-year-old Jose. You know, I love playing that Jose. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, I mean, I always, we, had, we had our fun times, you know. I loved playing back then, too. I loved, oh, my God, I, I did, yeah. I still love playing whenever I can every few months. Yeah, you know, it would go a little differently now. It definitely would. (laughs) Oh, man. So God bless, man. I I, I love it, man. It's going to be a great weekend. Too bad it's a pandemic. Thanks so much. uh, Because, you know, it it would be a little different this weekend. We'd be uh, having some fun. You know, I remember one time we went out. um, Was that the time we went to Foxwoods uh, like a couple years back? You and I. Was it around your birthday or it wasn't a birthday? We just went because we just wanted. We just to went because it was it was definitely the summer when we went. I remember it was it the crazy summer. hot. Oh, okay, but it was la- crazy. Last year is when we went. We went to the Nick game last year though. That was a good time and we oh, had a great game. How could I forget? Dude. Yeah, the, the game at the buzzer against uh, against the Pacers on a Saturday night. Yes. When, uh, yeah, that was a good time. That was a really yeah, good time. Yeah. I remember, I remember that game because we were waiting literally by where where was that like the concierge booth for uh yeah, for, yeah. for John to come come grab us to go to the uh, the shoot around right yeah that was so great and thanks then, again John for this and then yeah and then John got John got caught up in the crowd I'm like <laughs> I'm like where did John go we were waiting to take a picture and then you know is what that that's what it's like when you're in New York though everybody's like John what's up man. <laughs> He's a very important guy, you know. He's a very important man. Dude, th- that was a good game, though. I-, I was happy to be back out at the Garden, man. D- dude, I am dying to go back out to another game, man. I really I am. can't wait. I can't wait, you know, because this, you know, right when the-, the week the pandemic struck was when they uh, the- they canceled the biggest tournament. I go to the biggest tournament every year, you know, because I'm lucky enough to have a good friend from college whose father works for the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of my favorite weeks of the year. We get to watch, you know, all four games in one day. Or just the two games at night, depending on work and stuff. And 
You know, we I mean, we've all missed. We've all had to go without a lot this year. So it'll definitely be the weirdest birthday. We'll still get a little bit of celebration in, you know, an adult beverage or two with some good friends, you know, and it'll it'll be a good it'll be a good weekend. Yeah. Uh so just kicking right into it, man. We had the NBA draft. I mean, I feel like we're we're so with Thanksgiving and everything else. I, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh but I feel like we're we're ages uh away from like what was the draft. Uh and you know, what I really wanted to cover was the top three picks because um in this draft, people say it was it was a weak draft. It that may be the case. I do like the the top three that came out, or I would say the top two. With Anthony yeah. Edwards, uh just coming out of Georgia, I like him a lot. I like him because he is a man child. This guy is two thirty-five, he's he's six three or six four. Some are saying he's six five. It's like, you know, how do you how do you have a two inch difference, right, on a guy? But yeah. uh but at two thirty-five, wing player and just wanting uh you know, I think that this kid is going to be dominant. I don't know if he was worth it over James Wiseman. James Wiseman yeah. ended up being the number two pick um, with Anthony Edwards going one to the Timberwolves and then Wiseman number two going to the Golden State Warriors. The way I felt yeah. about the pick, seven foot one, this guy is 241. He moves like DeAndre Jordan. He... He looks great. He looks great. To me, he looks like the best player in the draft anyway. And, you know, that's how I felt about it. And obviously with LaMelo, LaMelo Ball, I mean, Chino Hills High School, he played in Lithuania. I heard he annoyed the hell out of those people out there. And all we see here in America is highlight reels. And um, I bet he did. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so, I mean, let's see what the game translates to because you know, I don't know if he has the same toughness, what it takes. People forget, you know, the, the good players on the teams uh, or the, the good players in the NBA, rather, uh, they're, they're tough. They're tough guys, you know? Yeah. And if he comes in with just flash and, you know, dancing around, I I don't know. I, I think he misses, uh, he, he doesn't have some of that mental or physical just toughness and yeah. tenacity. Well, yeah, I mean, let's look backwards. I'll start with LaMelo. He's got a lot of holes in his game. I hope he's ready to work because he can't shoot and he can't guard anyone. And he's too young to be this lazy because the defensive end of the floor is just effort when you have the God-given gifts that he has. And, you know, he's 6'7", he's huge. Now, he's a gifted passer, but there just needs to be more attention to detail paid into his game. I mean, he's 19 years old, he's a baby. But, I mean, he's going to NBA Siberia in Charlotte. I mean, I'm, I don't see it going too well. I mean, if you're just a betting man, you would, you know, Jordan hasn't picked well. You know, Michael, Kill, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, bust. You know, Adam Morrison, bust. Cody Zeller, you know, bust. You know, all these guys, you know, um, Malik Monk is having an all right career. I wanted the Knicks to get him, and they didn't. I believe that's the year they drafted Neil Aquino, Neil Aquino over him. So, I mean, they kind of just went over for 2 there. I hope it goes well. I don't I don't see it. I mean, they should be more competitive. They overpaid Hayward to get him down there. So maybe that brings a little bit of leadership to the team. If they could fight for an eight seed, that would surprise everyone. They have Miles Bridges on the team from Michigan State. And they could, you know, start to, to build forward. 
Uh, I'm with you. James Wiseman was like my favorite pick of the draft. I, you know, he's going to get right into that. He's going to fit right into that Golden State culture. Give them some height. They need some length. He can defend. He, you know, he'll, he'll fit in. It's a shame for Golden State with the devastating, you know, injury to Clay. So, you know, their expectations for this year are going to have to be tempered. You know, you never know what can happen with somebody else getting hurt on another team and they can get back to their winning ways. But, I mean, you have to like what you see from James Wiseman. I mean, he had he had a joke of a college career because of the NCAA. Just They should have just let him play. I mean, for me, he would have been number one pick. He can handle the ball. He's going to develop nicely. You said he's 7-1, but, he, you know, he moves like a gazelle. I'm looking forward to watching him play. And Anthony Edwards, I'll be rooting for him. You know, I root for Minnesota because of Towns, you know, one of the very few Dominicans in the NBA. You know, when I, I'm worried about the pick, though. He seems to have a questionable motor. He's a com- he's a converted football player. You know, made a comment that he doesn't even like watching basketball. Like, I you know, you really want guys that are obsessed with the game and really want to work. I hope it works out. I hope he can, you know, I hope that Minnesota culture is strong enough to get them to, to overachieve. It doesn't look good. It hasn't looked good. Minnesota should be better just on just with, with Towns and Russell. They're just getting that combination together. They're best friends. I, you know, I hope they can still hold each other accountable, being you know, being so being so close. And now Edwards gets into the mix. It'd be nice if they can get some veteran leadership on that team. But mm-hmm. just talking about it, just talking about Edwards, he's got all the God-given gifts you need. So I mean, he can score. He can you know he, he can he can get to the basket. He's built like you know you said it. He's mm-hmm. built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, I'm looking forward to getting to see him play. I'm, I am. Yeah, man, and. I I wanted to touch up on to on New York obviously right we had uh yeah. we had the eighth pick of the draft and they announced Obi Toppin and yeah I mean everybody just went nuts right this guy is just a dunking machine it's crazy how much he reminds me of Amari uh from the yes, Suns definitely. and you know the energy but more importantly man. His passion, this guy, they interviewed him draft night. This, this man is in tears, right? The, this young man is in tears and his life's about to change or it's evolving and has changed. And, you know, and he's from New York. Yeah. And that kind of brand of basketball, I feel like we're going to see is what was missing. That passion, that fire. I mean, I remember that night. I was like, I, I text Starks. I was like, Obi Toppin, man, what'd you think? Just one word. Love it. And New York, Obi Toppin, he's here. He's here, yeah. I, I mean, his, his biggest upside is he's like the most polished player in the draft, you know, because he's 22 years of age. That's also code for, you know, he's sort of a finished product in their mind. I, you know, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do just fine. He'll fit in. He'll work hard. Real shame for Dayton this year that they had a real special year, and one of the few teams that I really wanted to see compete in the NCAA tournament that they got wiped out this year. But you said him. He's a local kid, lifelong Knicks fan. You know, we we just want kids that want to. The Knicks just they just need to develop some guys that wanna that wanna win, that wanna work hard. 
And I mean, he knows what New York's about, so that's good. You're not getting some kid from some other part of the country that's like not going to be able to handle the media, uh, you know, anything like that. I'm just, you know, the Knicks just have to just just get a positive step in the right direction, so they don't have the second worst record in the league this year again, and they can just, you know, keep moving forward. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, before we get into some football, man, I just. That whole Westbrook thing last night, Jose. I messed yeah. up, man. I, I wanted a legit star to come to New York as well. You know, on top of all this other good stuff we're doing. I wanted... I did want Westbrook to come to New York. Like... Yeah. I, I, he, listen, this guy is going to make an impact wherever he goes. I, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? He's not... You know he's he's not what 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 Steph and Clay and and Dre you, you know what I'm saying like he's not gonna bring what what they brought in that way but he's bringing something else you know what and and as a Nick fan that passion that spirit he's got as well and that skill set you know he mm-hmm. probably could still put up numbers he still probably could do 27 10 and 10 you know what I'm saying like who, who's to yeah. say he can't do that you know what I mean and get you to a seventh a seed and if you're if you're the Knicks, I'd sign up to be a seven seed at this point, you know, of or course. a six seed. You know, I, I, you know what I mean. Anything six through eight, I, I, I do that, man. Yeah, the Knicks didn't have the, the Knicks didn't have the disaster contract to send back for the swap, you know. And if they gave up anything in the, you know, you know, in the realm of of future draft capital for him, that would have just been the dumbest thing they could ever do. So unfortunately. It would have been nice to have him here. He probably would have played similar to the role that Hayward's going to play in Charlotte. You know, the the star that will hopefully bring some credibility back to the franchise. Yeah, but Hayward you know, was never a Westbrook. He, not even. He wasn't. Not even he close. wasn't. He, 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 not okay, even I mean, close. I'm not going to. I'm not losing my mind over Russell Westbrook. Honestly, I mean, he. Yeah, so they uh, gave Hay- him the MVP. No, but Hay- Hay- Yeah, but Hayward was never MVP. Hayward did mm-hmm. not. Average a triple double three seasons in a row. Like I get the analogy, but he, yeah. Russell Westbrook deserves more respect than to compare to Hayward. I mean, I think that's disrespectful. He's a better player. I get that, but you know, I, you know, he's got the MVP that Hayward's never going to get. And honestly, I never would have given it to Westbrook either. But you know, he got he got it. So that's yeah. But Hayward, he, take the MVP mm-hmm. out. Hayward is. Is nowhere near Russell Westbrook's skill set, yeah. though. He's not close. Like, Utah, Utah, Utah Gordon Hayward was. Uh, Utah Gordon Hayward was not was, close to Russell Westbrook. Was, I know. Right. I know well, you're not. Listen, he was, but, well, he ain't no bum, though. He ain't no bum. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, he's just, no Russell Westbrook. That's not calling him a bum. See? All right, but I don't. I'm fine, but I mean, the Knicks get him. That's not going to do you much. That's not going to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crying for it. They so, need to so get So tell us how you really so, feel, man. Well, I mean, it's just Tell us listen, you Washington. You'll see, you'll see. At Washington, he's going to go to Washington. He's going to average a million points. He's going to shoot thirty-seven percent from the field. He's going to take a lot of bad Levi shot shots. They'll leave. They'll sneak into the eighteen. They'll get swept. I mean, I don't, I don't know where the end game is here for Washington. Maybe with Beal, it'll work. I guess if he can, if he can ever refine his game. Russell Westbrook's one of the biggest tragedies in this, in this. Um, of, of players I've ever seen, because if he ever got his game under control, I think he would have been special. But he he doesn't understand I, what he doesn't do well. I and, don't. 
I don't he's think it's that, like, though. See, I, I think people are caught up on what he doesn't do versus to what he does mm-hmm. do. You know, he is the best transition player of his time. You know, he mm-hmm. did average a triple-double at 6'2", 6'3". You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not only is he he's potent on offense, he's potent on defense, he's potent on the boards. He carried teams for a lot of years out in the West Coast into playoff contention. Like, all that gets praise. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's not a good shooter doesn't mean that he's garbage. You know, doesn't mean that he's a tragedy. And he's coming off of serious knee surgeries that he bounced back and still came back to average 27, 28 a game on a team with a ball hog. He still averaged 27 a game on a team with Harden. (laughs) Yeah, he's a ball hog too. I'm, you know... uh... I get it. I understand it. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure watching him. He's gonna retire ringless with a little yes. bit of regret. That's just the fact. That's it's just sure. Kevin the Kevin Durant ran from him. I think that should be that should show you everything you need to know. Yeah, but and, Durant ran from Steph Curry and a three peat. So I mean well, you know, Kevin nah, Durant's a bad he, example. I, I, he didn't run from Steph Curry. I mean, come on. They won two rings. He decided to leave. I think he can leave at that point. You won two rings. You probably would have won a third, but you got hurt. Yeah, I, but, I, think he's but allowed, I think he's allowed to leave Golden State after that. Listen, for the first you don't want Kevin Durant move. being your character reference, okay, at the end of the day. Well, at the end of the movie, well, if you need to, you know, if you need to validate a point, Kevin Durant, really? I mean, I don't know. I can't co-sign on that. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't, you know, I mean, he... Couldn't get away from there fast enough, and they had a team ready to win. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Clearly, everyone knows that you do not like Russell Westbrook, and we get that, man. Yeah. Hey, Russ, don't feel offended, man. No, still, still a great player. Moving things along to the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose, man, tell us, uh, tell us what you thought about Week Thirteen, man. Yeah, so I mean, well, I'll, I'll I'll pick it up from last night. Well, Pittsburgh playing that Wednesday game. Uh, I got to tell you, there's a lot of holes in that team. They might be the worst 11 and 0 team I've ever seen. <laughs> like, but uh, but you know, they get another workmanlike victory. Ugly wins count too. They uh, they beat up the Ravens. Well, they they escaped, and they lose. A, they lost a pivotal player on their defense, Bud Dupree, unfortunately. Uh, one of their outside backers, along with them losing their middle linebacker Devin Bush. So I'm, I see, I see Pittsburgh finishing this off and finishing with the one seed. But I have speculation with them moving forward. Uh, I just, I you know, I, they can't run the ball consistently enough for them to come out victorious in a potential matchup with Kansas City. But we'll, you know, we will, we will get there. You know, we had some good games though. Um, we, uh, I enjoyed the, the night game. Green Bay beat up Chicago pretty easy. I just love watching Aaron Rodgers compete. My Vikings escaping, you know, with another ugly, other, uh, ugly victory, keeping the season on life support. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Slow and uh, steady, dude. They're not going anywhere. They're not I know, going anywhere. I know you're not gonna have that whole rant on the Steelers and then expect to hop just skip right over the Vikings. 
<laughs> we can talk about it. They're not ready to win. They're not dynamic on defense anymore. They were. They're not anymore. They got no pass rush. They're way too young at the corner. Um, you know, it's it's a developmental year. Honestly, the, my biggest scare with, with 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 what's going on is is you know COVID is really taking over the league now. I mean, you had the Ravens have to play uh, under those conditions yesterday, and then the backup gets hurt, and they got to throw a third string in there, third stringer in there. Denver not having to play with a quarterback. I mean, this is stuff that you would never fathom. You know, I mean, that was now that was what happened football. there. So the backup quarterback. Jeff Driscoll out of the University of Florida and Louisiana Tech got hurt, uh, uh, tested positive, forgive me. And when they were doing their, you know, their contact tracing and everything, it was, the, it was, um, you know, it was understood that they had, that the other quarterbacks were not following the protocol of wearing a mask whenever they were in a room together. So they were all deemed to be at risk, all the quarterbacks, and they were all deemed ineligible. And the NFL, because they've not been consistent with this, you know, they they uh, they've moved games when they they moved games when they wanted to, you know, helping Tennessee out and other things, but they did not do it for for Denver. And it was kind of understood that they sent Denver a message that Denver was like, well, you messed up, so this is what's going to happen, and they had to pick a kid off the practice squad that played that played quarterback at Wake Forest like three years ago. And I mean, it was. I watched some of the game with a friend at the Denver fan, and I was just hard to watch. It was hard to watch, and I mean that that's that's what that's what happened there. They really just. It was unfortunate. I mean, hopefully, you know, there's so many guys getting it that you would think hopefully everybody has the antibodies, and we can't we can't continue on. The NFL has has continued to state that they will not smooth games for. Um, for competitive reasons, just, you know, if too many people get it. But if one player gets it, you know, I would like to call the NFL on that bluff that, you know, maybe if a certain quarterback, and I don't want to name names because I don't want to, I don't even want to get that out there. But if a certain quarterback, use your imagination, got it, I, you know, they're moving the damn game. They're just doing it. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. What if Patrick Mahomes got it? Yes, exactly. Uh, They're moving the game. They're moving the game. You know, I mean, they they will maybe embellish the impact of it on the team. You know, maybe 12 guys got it when really four guys got it to make the rule look consistent. But, you know, they're going to get it, you know. Um, You know, the Thanksgiving games are probably as, as, um, probably had the worst teams playing that I ever remember. But I still watched them. You know, we still, you know, it was nice to at least see Deshaun Watson play well. And see what one of my favorite players of all time, Adrian Peterson. You know, once a Viking, always a Viking. Still score a couple of touchdowns on Thanksgiving, mm. and it's always nice. To, it's always nice to see the Cowboys lose. So you know that was <laughs> you know that was that was Week Twelve. And locally, the Giants. That was my pick, man, for the Super Bowl, man. Which for the one? NFC. Dallas. Dallas. I'm gonna keep. That's why I'm gonna keep bringing it up. <laughs> man, listen, you weren't alone in it. You weren't alone. I, I personally. I am not. I'm not a fan of Rain Dakota Prescott, better known as Dak. It was horrible what happened to him, but um, that team needs to get blown up. You know, listen. There were a lot of people supporting them this year. I myself, my my pick is still alive in Green Bay. Would be nice if they could get you know the greatest quarterback I've ever seen some help, but they, you know they they choose to not do that. 
On the on the AFC side, Indianapolis was my pick. Kind of took a swing for the fence there, and they're just as inconsistent as any good team I ever remember. You know, as, as they got absolutely blown out by Tennessee at home after beating them a couple weeks ago on a Thursday. Lastly, the uh, the Kansas City-Tampa game was a lot of fun. It felt, that game always felt like it was way more out of hand than it was. Tyreek Hill just going absolutely crazy in the in the first half. That team was just so dynamic. I think they're like toying with, it's like they're toying with you. They almost got like, in, you know, disinterested in the middle of the game and let Tampa back in and had mm-hmm. to kind of sweat it out at the end, but they, they took care of business. Right now, if the way it looks right now, I really just, you know, I, I think this is our best shot at a repeat champion, and, you know, since the Patriots did it in Super Bowl 38 and Super Bowl 39. They just, that team is an absolute problem. That and, team's you know, good, but they don't play defense that well. They, they're they play, an offensive they play, juggernaut. But they play oppor- they play opportunistic defense. You're right. Sure. You're right. But but they're not like I, what are those like hard like front fours no. just tearing down, you know, they're just not but towering I down. You know, I I don't see the team that has I, the entire recipe for beating them, which is he, dynamic pass rush, an incredible running game with a quarterback that can you know that can extend drives. Like I don't see the whole thing. I would be careful with just looking at an offense heavy unit though and just it, it for me the most inconsistent part at the nfl and obviously i'm still you know i i'm still a novice when it comes to really getting the league um yes. but for me i just feel like offense is more is less consistent than than, than good defensive teams and, and it's funny because I, I was watching uh inside the nfl right with yeah. uh with with what these guys with Ray Lewis and 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 Phil, and Phil yeah, and they were talking about that and that that resonated with me. That made a lot of sense. You know, when we look at these great defensive teams out there, the one thing that's week to week to week always very consistent is the is the, the defense when you're on a good defensive team. But when Definitely. you're right, and it's like I feel yeah. like the offense is the part where it's like you know I don't know it it. it but but maybe this is different with uh with Mahomes. Remember what, remember what Shaq used to say about free throws. <laughs> I'll make them when it, I'll make them when it counts. The defense stops people when it counts. If you look back to the playoffs last year, you know when Tennessee came walking into that building and they were down ten and they were like, "How are they going to stop this running game?" Well, they stopped it when they needed to. They stopped San Fran when they needed to. Nobody's going to nobody's confusing that Kansas City defense with the you know with the two thousand Ravens. But they stop you enough, and they you know, they're great on the defense on the defensive line with Chris Jones and Frank and Frank Clark, and they have a top three safety in the game in Tyron Matthew, that is a quarterback of that defense, and they do enough because they know what they have on the other side. They know they know what they have on the other side, and it's also looking at the rest of the league. I don't see the team. You know, Pittsburgh would be close with the defense, but they don't run the ball. They throw the ball way too much. That game's going to get way too high scoring. I've seen three you games know? from the Steelers yeah. where I'm just nervous, you know, like at the very end. And, you know, last night kind of reared its head again, like in, in those games where, but exactly. what was it like three weeks ago? Who, who we go up against? It was literally they, like... They played a very ugly, sloppy game against the, a depleted Dallas team. The I da- who yes, was. the Dallas yeah. game. 
I forgot who they started. Some I was just like off the street. I was just started. like, I can't. I, this cannot be happening. And when we pulled out of that, I was just like, oh, my God. So I'm almost like, you know what? Something's got to shake them back up, uh, you know, to, to, to get that edge to them. Because these games, the way they're ending, especially with the kind of teams, that's what worries me the most. So I am a yeah. little concerned. To be able to run the ball and, and, and you need to be able to get after Mahomes. You need to be able to harass Mahomes, which is what San Francisco is really the team that's that's best designed to stop them. And they almost had it last year. And this year they're absolutely depleted by injury. But they have the dynamic offensive, they have the dynamic running game with the incredible pass rush. You need that very vital combination. Pittsburgh's only got one. You know, you know, Green Bay has the Green Bay has the good running game and the great quarterback, but the defense. That's the Super Bowl I would like to see, because it would really just be Rodgers would just have to hope he had the ball last, score a touchdown, and get out of there. But you yeah. know, for no, me, but for it'd, me, be, that it'd be, be good to see. You know, I mean, I'm rooting for my Steelers, but if Mahomes and the Chiefs end up making it and they play Green Bay, I'd go for Green Bay. But I think people would see the difference in the arms. Because I've been looking at this closer now between um, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I think the difference between the two is that Mahomes can make the throws that Rodgers makes. But the effort that Mahomes exudes, you're like, man, I got to be as athletic as Mahomes to do that, right? But Aaron Rodgers makes it seem like he's just flicking it. He's just out there. Like there's, there's no effort. It's just, and it's these high loopy shots sometimes when he's going down to the end zone, I'm like, how does he do that? And not even Mahomes has kind of like those kind of arcs when when he's going deep like that. So I've been really looking at the trajectory of the ball and just the release parts, uh, the launch points and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Rogers, he's got, he's got the arm. Yeah, I'm saying it right now. I mean, he he's the most gifted quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, he's just got everything. He makes every ridiculous throw from every angle, doesn't have to set his feet. I just, I mean, the most God-given talent I've ever seen. And Mahomes is right there. Mahomes is, you know, just a little bit more mobile. Mahomes, Mahomes might actually have a bigger arm. I mean, he's got an absolute cannon. You cannot outrun this guy. Yeah. You know, I'm just, you know, it's... I mean, they're, they're very comparable. I mean, he's he's the next, you know, he's the next generation. I mean, it's an, it's insane. It's yeah. In, it's really insane. And you have, that is, that is, because you need all these crazy things to come together. I mean, him getting into an organization like that with the coach, like Andy Reid, I mean, that was the perfect storm. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be rooting for them once, you know, my team gets eliminated, which will be pretty soon. Hmm. And uh, land in the plane. We gonna talk about our two old uncles just going out there fighting each other, fighting and at the barbecue. That <laughs> will be Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And I mean, full disclosure, I didn't stay up for that, and I'm kind of proud of myself. I'm proud yes. I didn't. Yes, I stayed up. So you go first. <laughs> I say it, yeah. So, yeah, we. I ordered the fight with a couple of with a couple of friends, and I was with my one friend who is a boxing purist. I admittedly, I am not. All right, I come out for the big fights. I want to see Canelo fight. I want to see Triple G fight. I want to see Fury fight. You know, but mm-hmm. I don't. 
know all these all these little guys. And he was he was so upset that this fight got the attention it did, and that like real title fights and real skilled boxers, you know, wouldn't draw half the crowd. And I kind of got it, but you know, honestly, for me, it had nothing to do with Roy Jones. I'm a Mike Tyson guy. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's there, I'm going to be there. Listen, you know, temper your expectations. It was a, you know, listen, they were doing it for charity and everything. Tyson looked okay. I think Tyson probably could have knocked him out. I believe he just didn't. He didn't want to, and whatever the rules were, he he looked okay. I mean, if he keeps fighting guys like that, you know, fight everybody on the wrong side of fifty. You want to do this a couple times a year and stay fresh. Roy <laughs> Jones didn't want none of that. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if Roy Jones is coming back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll fight somebody else. You know, listen, they were obviously tired. They were, you know, they were, you know, they fought, they fought eight two minute rounds. They fought two minute rounds. They must have you been sh- like exhausted. Yeah. But, Jose, man, how much weed did Snoop Dogg smoke? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that was an interesting, uh, <laughs> that was an interesting telecast with, with Adesanya there. And yeah, he, he, you know, Snoop's gonna have a good time. He's not gonna get cheated. He's not getting cheated. He he's gonna have a good time. Everything else is second. You know, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him for that night. I don't need him there on any kind of serious fight. I don't need that. Uh, but and I, you know, we I need I, I need like real analysis. But for a night like that, why not? You know, the whole you know for a night like that, it was it was it was good. One of the fights was actually pretty good with the two guys that really were like actually fighters. I forget the gentleman's name now. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Nate Robinson got knocked silly. Nate got bodied, man. He became the internet meme for like the last few days. Like, listen, I respect (laughs) Nate because all the people talking shit, making fun of him, nobody's getting in that ring. So listen, he got in there. It didn't work out. Honestly, for a second, I thought it was seriously hurt. So it was nice that he just got up. And, you know, this Paul guy, he'll get his. Because if he keeps running his mouth and keeps talking all this nonsense and fights a real fighter, you'll see him go through the ring. <laughs> you know, they, you know, he's enjoying his 15 minutes of fame. And But one you know, thing, but, though, Nate, they don't yeah. play boxing. These guys are killers, man. I remember Shannon Sharp. He was just like, these guys are killers. You don't just go in there, man. You don't play fight. <laughs> you fight. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, and you can I mean you could just see the difference in the techniques. I mean, he was just running at him. And- yeah, I saw some of the highlights, right? And I was just yeah. like, man, this is weird. Like, at some point though, there should be a barometer where you tell yourself, okay, it should I be doing this, right? Is my skill set on par to what I'm getting involved with. Have I put in the number of hours and work to say that I should be in that ring? You know, I think there's, there's some of those conversations you got to have with yourself as well, you know? Um, but definitely good thing. He, good thing he didn't get seriously hurt. Cause it, you know, a lot of people don't see boxing as that. And I think people forget, you know, that these are, these are people taking blows to the head, man. And, Honestly, you could lose your mind in one night. And boxing yeah. is a serious sport. It's not it's not a game. No, no, they had a, I mean, 2019 was a rough year for boxing. They lost a bunch of guys and it was it was sad, you know, and cuz it's a sport that's that's like, you know, slowly dying that I that I love to watch. 
you know, and yeah. like, you know, kind of like kind of like baseball. I don't want to see it like you know fully go away. Yeah, and you know that be and with and with things like that. So I mean, the Titan fight. I mean, it's still it at least brought attention back to the sport. But you know, you know, you know, my friend's right though because I mean, the fight this weekend should be getting that kind of rating. You know, you yeah. know, Garcia and Spence, and I, I hope it does. I hope it does. I hope there's a little bit of carryover. Yeah. That, I, I agree with that. And just a couple announcements to everyone. Uh, we got Garcia and Spence this Saturday, as Jose had mentioned. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I like both fighters. I think Spence is the better boxer. Um, Garcia is is a very solid. He's foundationally solid, but I think it's only so far his dad is going to take him in his corner. I think Garcia's got to upgrade. Um in order to get to that that next level in the upper echelon uh, of fighters, but he's definitely a formidable opponent. So I, I think I think it may go twelve. Some people think it, it ends early, uh, but you know Garcia's no slouch. Uh, Spence will definitely bring the heat. He's a, he's a bigger size welterweight, and um, you know he's been dominating the division. And hopefully after that fight, we start seeing uh, talks about Spence and Crawford because. That's the match everybody's been dying to watch now. You know, yeah, is Crawford the guy? Is Spence the guy? You know what? Put him in there and let's find out. And um, the other part is uh, this week we had uh, our friend uh, Starks. He was actually uh, hosting. What 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 is that when you do the at the New York Stock Exchange the closing bell? You 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 sound oh, off yeah. on the yeah, closing yeah, bell. Bell, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. to, so shout out to the New York Nick legend for uh, sounding off on the uh, the closing bell at the New York Stock Exchange this week. And the last thing, Jose, uh, is Tiger Woods, America's Son. I hear that's a special coming out. If it's not out already, ESPN. Yeah. But ESPN Plus is going to have it next week. Tiger Woods, America's Son. Yeah, no, we'll all be all over that. I mean, he is in. He's an absolute magnet. You know, he's grown the game of golf more than probably anyone. So I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Well, everyone, let's give Jose a happy birthday <laughs> just one more time. And thank you so much. Until next time, peace out.